The coronavirus has had a dramatic effect on school sports programs across the country. What can parents and students do to avoid the virus during sports activities? With more, here again, InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thanks again, Chris. Our guest is David Soma, a pediatrician from the Mayo Clinic who specializes in sports medicine. Dr. Soma, let's just start with some of your thoughts about kids and sports and COVID-19 safety. Kids, sports, and COVID safety obviously poses a dilemma because sports provides significant benefit to our youth, both physically, mentally, and in many other ways. But COVID obviously is a major issue right now in the United States and across the world. And sports do require oftentimes close contact, sharing of equipment, and other things that do pose risk. So kind of how do we do that in the safest way possible, I think, is the million-dollar question. There's a lot of things that we can do, but I think that we're going to have to track the numbers very carefully and make really educated decisions based off of how things are going. What ages are we primarily talking about when we refer to youth sports? I'm primarily focusing on as early as four or five years old, sometimes all the way up through high school. And so, obviously, each age and each group has their own set of barriers, but I think any of those ages really benefit from sports and activity. Let's talk for a moment about the benefits of youth sports, especially in these times when we are in the middle of a pandemic and various levels of lockdowns around the country. Children inherently benefit from social interaction, and that is one of the ways in which kids socialize. And there's some data out there that with last spring's kind of distance learning and social isolation, that there was a slight increased risk of depression, suicidal thoughts, and other negative health effects. And so I think we have to kind of keep that in mind in the backdrop while we're making some of these decisions, that it's not just a simple, oh, no sports, no consequence. I think that there are potential negative health effects to our children and youth. Tell us how the risks for various sports differ. Each sport, as you can imagine, poses different risk with the spread of COVID-19 based off of kind of what the sport entails. So certain sports like golf, cross-country, track, or tennis, which can typically be played outdoors, people can be socially distant, equipment sharing is really minimal, and you can kind of change the game a little bit to make it so that people are more spread out, make those sports a little bit lower risk. Sports like basketball, football, hockey, some of those sports where you're really going to have close contact as just a nature of the game, those typically play a little bit higher risk and equipment and sharing and things like that. So I think that each sport can do many things to make the sport safer, but obviously certain sports, just the way the rules are designed, create higher risk than others. So what steps can athletes and parents take to make things a little bit safer if they choose to participate? It all starts off with, I think, maybe some changes to some of the rules and situations. So I think minimizing the number of people at the events to just the bare essentials is a good place to start. Having extra people is probably an added risk. Wearing masks as much as possible, I think, is a great thing. So if you're going to be entering the building, exiting the building, coaches, other people that are not intensely involved in the game, those are people that should be wearing masks doing screening. So when children arrive at the practice or the game, making sure that you're assessing for symptoms or signs of COVID-19 or potential exposures to COVID-19 and getting those people out as much as possible. And then good old-fashioned hand hygiene, not sharing equipment, things like that are all very good ways to start things off. Major League Baseball has implemented a no-spitting rule, which of course is a time-honored tradition in baseball. Why do you think that's a smart move? COVID-19 is spread through aerosolized droplets, so the moisture coming out of our mouth can be spread. And so I think little things like that are really 
part of maybe the culture of the game, but not necessarily a requirement to play the game. And so I think anytime you can try to take some of those minor things and make changes to make the game safer, it's just a really smart choice. So I think spitting seeds or even like sharing water bottles or squirting things like that, those things oftentimes were commonplace in seasons past. But under the current situation, those are things that we can really make an effort to minimize the spread of COVID-19 by changing some rules. And each sport probably has some specific things that we can adapt. So what would you say is the most important takeaway for parents and athletes? I think the most important takeaway are a couple of things. One is that sports is really valuable for kids. So I think when we are making decisions about removing sports, which may be needed, that we keep their mental health and physical health in mind. I do think that if we are going to have kids play sports, that we need to really strongly encourage a lot of those social safety measures. And then the other thing is when someone actually does discover to have COVID-19 and they return back to sport, we need to make sure that they do so very safely. There's a lot of discussion right now about the potential development of heart complications following COVID-19 infection and that when they go back to sports, there could be a risk. But I do think there's a lot of benefit in returning to sports as long as it's done safely. Our thanks to Dr. David Somo, Mayo Clinic pediatrician. For InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. That's it for another edition of InfoTrack. If you'd like to learn more about our guests or topics, or listen to past shows, our web address is infotrackradio.com. InfoTrack Internet services are provided by Pear.com. Thanks to this week's contributor, Roy Mackey. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting, inviting you to join us next week for another edition of InfoTrack. InfoTrack.